everyone. Welcome to the Wolf Medicine series, which is also season two of the Dimelo Mareri podcast. I am your host, Dimelo Mareri, a Botswana-based womb medicine woman for women leaders, healers, and coaches. It brings me so much joy to welcome you back to the Womb Medicine series for this new episode of our podcast series. In this podcast series, I'm going to be inviting women in Africa and beyond who are experts in various fields of womb healing and womb medicine to share their sacred wisdom in medicine with you on how to heal your womb, activate your own inner womb consciousness and inner womb medicine and on how to build a nourishing relationship with your womb. And alongside those interview conversations, I will also be hosting solo casts in the form of masterclasses and still along the themes of womb healing and womb medicine. For more of my work and healing programs, please check out my website, dimelomarero.com. And if you're on social media, let's definitely connect on Instagram. My handle is at Dimelo Mareri. And now let's dive into today's episode. Today's conversation is episode three of the Wu Medicine series. And in this conversation, I sit with Mona Lisa Sam, who is a South African healer, doula, executive, and speaker to continue where we left off in the previous episode. Mona Lisa and I had actually initially intended to sit down for a conversation on postpartum medicine only, and what eventually emerged was a two-hour, 45-minute recording, which we then decided to segment into three parts. Today's conversation is the second episode of this three-part mini-series, and we're finally going to be diving into and exploring postpartum medicine and the healing that is possible for your body after childbirth. In the previous episode, we explored and unpacked conscious pregnancy and the healing that is possible for your womb before and during pregnancy. And in the next episode, we're going to be exploring healing for your womb after a miscarriage or abortion. And now let's dive into today's episode. Mona Lisa, welcome back to the Womb Medicine series. In our previous episode, you had just been sharing with us on the roles of a doula as a supporting structure in the, in the journey of a mother. Please tell us more about that. Yes. Educate yourself as to what a doula does and can add to your journey right? And literally the doula is your advocate. So your doula is not a medical, uh, we don't have have more qualifications, but we can help you script the questions you need to ask your doctor. We don't have a a medical? We don't have a medical qualification. So it is, it is, it is, and it is, it is a support to what we already understand to be a medical requirement for the mother to give birth and that's what 
midwives and gynecologists and obstetricians come with. So we are there to help you ask questions. We are there to affirm you, to affirm you about what it is that you you can and can and and wish to do. So you almost create what is your your doula will help you create your birth plan Mm -hmm. down to how do you want your space? And I mean, I guess it's a little bit difficult these days with COVID, but the space Mm -hmm. that you want to have, the environment, the sounds you want to have, the Mm -hmm. music you want to have. That is so important. You want to have in the room Mm -hmm. um, that day is is what we would help you, um, you know, kind of navigate and work through. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I'm, 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 I'm advocating is that, you know, this consciousness speaks to taking it from, you know, the beginning to your desired end, right? Mm. And so far as how you you see, because it's also, if you think about it, it you are speaking it into being, you know? So when you are writing yes. it, when you are creating it, when you are planning it, you are speaking it into being. And for all intents and purposes, the universe should conspire with you insofar mm. as you desire. This mm. does not take away from things that could happen. And mm. this is not, I don't want to use the term could go wrong. Things could change. Your mm. labor could be faster. Your, your, your contractions not, you know, might be more intense than we imagine. And the irony is the importance of breath during that time is so so you know that's why i'm saying meditation is so important that quiet time listening to your breath feel how you breathe and feel how you are inhaling and exhaling because i can tell you with certainty that inhaling and exhaling will serve you best during Mm. that labor process Mm. and that birthing process because you literally want to breathe your baby out as, as yes. fast as possible Ooh. over and above or as not I don't want to say as fast as possible as mm. as 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 kind of naturally as possible mm-hmm. and then secondly is your doula will help you in so far as what we all women forget is planning for your postpartum period <laughs> yes nobody told me I needed to pack for that. Wow. You know? mm. um, like we're all focused so, on the birth, um, on the baby on the coming. Mm. It's, yeah, it's like, yeah. And we folk, you know, even with baby showers, we only focus on the baby. Mm. And you need to plan for your postpartum period. It is uh, after birth, it is your second most vulnerable time as a mother. Um, mm. You know, there's, there's, there's all aspects that are unnatural to the human body insofar as postpartum recovery one of them as an example is sleep deprivation and if you study the value of sleep you will understand why sleep deprivation is dangerous (laughs) you know what i mean they Mm. will will say often you know don't you can't drive heavy machinery if you haven't slept there's a a science around what it is that you would be lacking Mm. so so planning for those things planning for the support that you have Mm. down to you know who's going to visit you during this time and just maybe to to, I guess I'm jumping into this the postpartum period is Mm. often they say is six weeks you know and that's I think it's a medical 
benchmark insofar as within six weeks, whichever way you have given birth, whether natural or cesarean, the, 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 the medical team is saying that we, we need to check that everything is, is kind of back together. It's more or less the, the, the time that, that you, your womb would take to contract back to its mm-hmm. natural size on average six weeks. Mm. But in reality, postpartum is what they call the fourth trimester. So it can be three to six months of a time that you are needing a lot more than you planned. You're needing a lot more support. So Mm -hmm. that village is going to be important. You're needing a lot more rest. Um, So this slap back uh, uh, theory, you need to throw that out of the window. Which is that? Which theory? The step snap back after. Oh yes, yes. There's no Mm. such a thing as snapping back. So there's this fourth trimester, and within that, there is a forty-day period. The first forty days of you becoming a mother, whether it's your first, second, or third or fourth baby, that forty days is critical because this is the time that we are ensuring that, for all intents and purposes, you're receiving. Um, the, the, the nutrients that you require and the warmth that you require to be able to recover and heal the, the mm-hmm. womb, um, you know, during this time. You, you know, in, in, in parts of India and, and parts of North Africa, there's literally a system that happens around a pregnant woman insofar mm-hmm. as ensuring that she is fed ensuring that she is fed because remember in the process and in the instance of breastfeeding, mm-hmm. you are still, there's a depletion that is happening. Mm-hmm. There was a depletion happened whilst you were pregnant uh, insofar as you, all of these nutrients. That's why a lot of women lack things. Uh, mothers lack vitamin B12, iron, vitamin, all of these vitamins that are taken by the baby mm-hmm. whilst they're in the womb those don't just naturally come back. You need to replenish them through the proper foods, warm foods to ensure that you are able to help body. And remember, your phys- physically, your whole system, there's a system that shifted up. Your mm. whole intestinal system, your lungs, your heart were pushed up to create space for somebody else. All mm. of that just doesn't just fall back into place naturally. Yes. There's a process that you need to guide your body through, help your body through to help it get back into place. That's why most, you know, the, the, the women often are surprised, first-time mothers, that even after they've given birth, they still look pregnant. Yes. Because mm. your, contra- your, your, your womb has not contracted back. It, 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 you know, it grew in size and so it has to go back and slowly and systematically and it goes back through contractions again so most women will feel contractions again mm-hmm. much to their dismay when this is mm-hmm. so i'm saying all of these things because you need to be prepared you need to be prepared emotionally physically to an extent of what you are going to experience and mm-hmm. therefore a postpartum plan seeks to say who is your support system 
what does your retreat look like? Your retreat is what is the space that you are going to be creating as a haven for yourself and your baby mm-hmm. during this time? The warmth, what does it look, what does the lighting look like? What is so so I hear all of these things, people create nurseries and I really am happy for them. I would mm-hmm. rather you create a retreat in your space, a room for yourself for 40 days that is just going to be your sanctuary whilst you are literally recovering and still mothering. Mm, so what is like your a sanctuary like? for for you and baby for the mother and and baby and baby mother mm. and baby right mm. then this i've spoken to support what are you know people that are are you going to allow visitors have you spoken to the people that are in the house with you about what you will allow and what you won't allow mm. find your voice in what it is that you desire and wish to have for yourself during the time and the baby, mm-hmm. those who will be coming, those that you would have allowed or asked to please come must be of value. So they must not be coming here to expect you to make them tea. That's bullshit. Excuse my language. Mm-hmm. You can't be you asking can't. a woman mm-hmm. who is just literally trying to recover to serve you. It's crazy. Yeah. You need to come back and you need to offer service as a friend, as a sister. What meals are you going to be helping that mom with? Are you coming to clean? Are you coming to just hold the baby while she just showers yeah. and looks after herself? You know, all of these. So the support. And then I think also important is ritual. And I think people are scared of this word ritual. I don't know. It's something <laughs> in their minds. It's, it's, it's been like dim- a voodoo it's, thing. Is going- <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been demonized in, in our yes. African communities. So the minute you say ritual, people are like, ooh, there's yeah. a voodoo thing coming. No. So <laughs> ritual is, <laughs> is, you know, I, I say I wish, I wish I had taken the time to spend time with my grandmothers when they were still, if I knew what I knew now. Because they knew these things, like they uh, knew the wisdom things. you've been yeah. sharing, like the womb healing that a mother requires after childbirth, the warmth, the warm food, the healing of the belly. They know, they knew all of these things. They knew all of these things. Mm-hmm. But also I would have loved to, oh, what I would give to Melo, you know, if there was, just imagine the scene, you know, you give birth and it's all of this beautiful description that I've given. It's gone really, really well, not perfectly. And then there's your grandmother who is massaging you, massaging your feet, giving you love, using herbs and oils to just replenish your skin. Because the, the, the skin is the most beautiful and largest organ. It takes in everything. Mm. So imagine this ritual of that would have been kind of put together. And I hear my great-grandmother was a, you know, mm. she used oils. Apparently she rubbed women to help them um, give birth, you know, if there was kind of a stall or anything. But she had mm. this ability to put oils together to rub people back to to health. So I always just imagine what it would have been, you know, what it would be like if, you know, if she was still alive and, you know, if given birth and she's 
rubbing me, massaging me, because I'm, I'm speaking to now rituals that speak to a loving touch yes. that you need. They, they, they're almost like comforting the body, helping it to slowly, slowly go back to its form insofar mm-hmm. as your womb and, 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 and so forth. So all of these things are important to plan. You've got to visualize it. You've got to put yourself in the space of just being confined, confined mm-hmm. in a way that seeks to uh, uh, ensure your full well-being um, long after postpartum period has passed. Mm-hmm. And in parts of India, for example, it is considered this, all of these things that I'm sharing, and they use different methods, rituals, different foods, specific foods, and a whole sense of community and support. But it is the whole intent and purpose of it is to prolong the mother's life because yes. there is an understanding that if there is no nurture and help in recovery of her physical, emotional, and psychological self, you put her at risk of a shortened life um, insofar as, because you, 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 you know, uh, your body has an opportunity during that time to almost mm. rebirth itself. If you just give it the time, mm. if you just give it the time, it's been proven that most women who have given birth and honor this 40 days can reverse a possible ailment um you know that they had let's say Mm -hmm. genetically even Mm -hmm. if they follow a process a slow process to rebirth the body the body through a process of confinement rest nurture retreat ritual you know insofar Mm -hmm. as as helping um them fully recover and and i wish more women would embrace this idea insofar as embracing it as you are worthy and you are deserving of it. You are deserving of it. You have done, you know, after birth, the single most miraculous thing that has ever been known to man. Mm -hmm. And honor that, honor yourself, celebrate yourself and ensure that the people around you also celebrate that and celebrating means you know the term I use is I can only think of it in Isikos which is my mother tongue Mm. you know you are just this much as the baby is also this sacred you know treasure you too too your body is a treasure it Mm. needs to be nurtured you know it needs to be nurtured to help you back to full health you know, mm-hmm. so that you can avoid things like postpartum depression. It's been proven that postpartum depression in all instances is a lack of nurture, nourishment, support, mm-hmm. and psychological affirmation on the mother that potentially, because there's a lot of hormonal things that are happening when you're giving birth. There's a whole lot of oxytocin that your body accumulates. It's a feel good when you're breastfeeding. It's a feel good, mm. you know, which is why most women fall asleep when they, it's such a, a good feeling. Mm-hmm. And then as you begin to obviously move out of that state hormonally, you, 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 you now lacking oxytocin. Mm. 
And so you want to help your body replenish the natural state of the hormones that you require to remain stable psychologically. And that's how the intervention of food and nutrient-dense foods, touching touch, support, feeling loved, feeling celebrated can help, can help you avoid postpartum depression mm-hmm. and can help you avoid postpartum depletion. Yes. And postpartum depletion can uh, uh, affect you for mm-hmm. as long as 10 years should you mm-hmm. not have a full recovery period, especially if you've had multiple births. So if what, you've what had... What does that mean, Mona Lisa? Postpartum depletion? Depletion. Mm, so what does a, it mean? Yeah, so postpartum depletion is, is, is different to depression. So depression is a psychological, psychiatric feeling or lack of feeling so far as your mental state. Mm. Depletion is literally a feeling of lethargy, memory disturbances, poor energy levels day after day, day after day, long after you've had, you've given birth. Mm -hmm. And that means that the body systems are not working in sync for your optimal well-being. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, you're feeling tired upon waking, you're feeling anxiety, a loss of self-esteem, just in your general feeling around, you know, coping as a mother, Mm. you're feeling just frustration and 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 if you were to do blood work this is now the interesting thing if you were to do blood work Mm. your bloods will tell you very quickly what it is that you're missing Mm. and often you are missing nutrients that remember a lot of women go into pregnancy already Mm. nutritionally depleted already spiritually depleted already emotionally depleted and then you go through a process which for all intents and purposes is going to take away from you again Mm -hmm. if you are not conscious around it Mm -hmm. and then there's the birthing which is and it's a it's an expulsion right there's Mm -hmm. something leaves you and then now we say oh please bounce back after two weeks I mean, it, how? It can't. <laughs> yeah. We used how? to say in school, it can't. <laughs> it, it can't. It can't. Yeah. So, so, so depletion then is just that accumulation of all of these things, right? That have now not been replenished, have not recovered. And then you add mm-hmm. sleep deprivation. And I, I'm not oh. going to lie to any mother or woman listening to this you are going to be sleep deprived during postpartum you you Mm -hmm. don't sleep you know and so you know the term they they say is sleep when the baby's sleeping every woman laughs at that Mm -hmm. that's my time to shower that's my time to eat because you are told you should be able to do it you you should i mean i remember during my postpartum because my mom stayed with me for two weeks Mm -hmm. and the instant she went back to work, I just felt like, how, how is this like even real? You know, sure. she would leave having made oats for me mm-hmm. and it would still be 1 p.m. And I just haven't had a moment to eat this wow. oats. So mm-hmm. just imagine now that I'm, and I'm still breastfeeding. I've not been able to oh give my, my body any form of nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, 
hence the talk to support, you know, mm-hmm. planning um, insofar as what it is that you will need. So all I'm saying is that depletion is the body systems that have just accumulated misaligned because there was not re- enough recovery. There is not enough nutrition. And if you are feeling any of these things, these things that I've mentioned long after, maybe it's been a year that you've had uh, a baby, but you're still feeling like, my gosh, I'm just not, I'm not myself. You know, you're mm-hmm. not yourself hormonally. You're not yourself nutritionally. You're not yourself emotionally. You know, you need you need an intervention in so far as going to see what I would recommend as a functional medicine doctor to check your blood works and really have a thorough look at what is it that your body is lacking or mm-hmm. is depleted from so that you can begin to take the necessary interventions um, and recovery uh, remedies to help your body back to health. Because yeah. the worst thing that you can possibly do is if you're feeling like that and then fall pregnant again because mm-hmm. you're going to start the cycle all over again on minus 100, mm-hmm. right? And now you're adding another process that is going to take. It's going to be very difficult for you to be conscious in your second or third pregnancy if you're starting at ground zero. Mm-hmm. And all it is is to just say, help your body rebirth itself, help your body uh, uh, revive itself, bloom, help your body bloom again. Imagine mm-hmm. it. Imagine your body being this fertile soil that you need to just nurture, nurture so that it is able in the instance that you want to have another uh, baby that it can do it again you know, mm. and do it well, and you can feel well as well. Mm. And, and exactly how do we do that? How do we nurture the body? Is it by allowing the body to rest, by giving it the required nutrition, and you also score of, of rituals? Like say for somebody who doesn't know anything about rituals, what, what are some of these postpartum rituals that we could incorporate in our motherhood journey? In, in, mm. the, in the early days in the early days mm. so for me um Dumela, i mean it goes it, it goes according to mm. kind of what do you feel comfortable in yes. and comfort speaks to what have you exposed yourself to insofar as enlightening yourself mm. and i can't begin to tell you the enlightenment i've had just you know in in the in the understanding of plants and medicinal plants can have just on our well-being and i think particularly for me during COVID, that's been a big uh, kind of task to find out what 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 role do plants and medicinal plants play in my well-being my immune system in 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 just my general well-being the Benefits, for example, it sounds silly. I mean, that's why I say when people hear the word ritual, they're mm. thinking of this voodoo thing. If you just take, for example, a cup of herbal tea mm. that is, is intentionally, you can put intent in a yes, cup of tea. That's what I thought. I True. thought intention. Because I was like, may we please, may we please share with the people what we mean by ritual, you know, like to to 
undemonize it to yeah because it's so ritual mm. see it's so ritual is in my in my um definition my healing definition mm. is a a a a a, a, a regime i'm probably using another <laughs> a regime that you undertake mm. to restore wellness to yourself every day mm. you know and it then becomes about being conscious of let's maybe start with something like how are you feeling we, we, we never take mm. enough time to just sit and say how am i feeling what is my body saying to me today you know what do i feel like you know and in the context postpartum um, i'm speaking specifically to teas herbal teas mm. specific herbs that ma- mothers can take um you know that are, are are safe you know in the instance that they're breastfeeding um you know we think of for example uh, a, a, a turmeric is a herb by the way um, mm. it's a spice but it's a herb but the benefit of turmeric uh, what we call golden milk as a, as an example mm. of warm milk with some turmeric, you know, turmeric powder and organic, as organic as you can find it. Mm. That the benefit that it has insofar as uh, lactation, which is breastfeeding, it mm. helps to with, 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 with uh, milk production, but mm. it also has an element of immunity because remember you need to have a strong immune system to be able to continuously produce this milk, but also it has a calming effect, turmeric, mm. on you and your well-being just in that moment but my 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 request is find just that five minutes i know you know for any mom who's in postpartum it's probably like where would i find this five minutes Mm -hmm. but find this five minutes to put intent in your cup of you know whether it's your golden milk or your two or your your tea to say with this cup of tea i am into my being into my body i am pouring replenishment i am pouring love i am pouring all of the things that i need to be whole for myself Mm. and my baby that is intent that's a ritual yes and if you practice it every day during this 40 days what if something that becomes something that is you know if you don't do it you feel off you know you feel mm. something is amiss today you know mm. prayer is a ritual you know yes. whichever form of prayer you undertake mm. you know yourself if you're somebody who prays every day or every night that if you don't do it something feels oh, there's something that i didn't do today you know that's and that's what ritual brings to the conscious that there is something that you restore yourself with every single day whether it be by word or deed mm. to bring yourself back to yourself and all we say is that through this process of uh you know bringing yourself back to 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 yourself as a mother is small things and things that you know like i i mentioned before your support system if you plan right mm. and you let's say for example have planned that you want to have 
of tea every single day. It should be part of your postpartum plan with whoever is staying with you always going to be there that they must please bring you. You must not be afraid to ask for yes. these things for help. Please, can they bring you a cup of this tea at this particular time every day? Mm. And they must insist that you have it because it's part of your ritual. It's part mm. of what helps you bring back to self. So those are the things we mean by ritual. You know, we're not talking about demonic events or mm. a, uh, you know, we're just talking about bringing yourself back to self. Yes. Journaling is a can become a ritual for you. For you, yes. meditation can mm. become. I can't a ritual live without for, that. <laughs> exactly, you know, yeah. there's there's things that you feel, and hence I'm saying those who practice it, and practice means it's something that is part of your lifestyle and your way of living. You yes. know that when you haven't done it, something will always feel off. You'll feel like. Oh, mm. I, this, I'm not myself today, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so, so it's those it's those things that I think. I think the message that I want to leave, and it's a broad topic, and I it think is. We, <laughs> we've spoken so much about so many other things. But yeah. if we maybe start from the beginning of some of the things that we mentioned, when mm. we talk about womb medicine, we we're talking about the con. In my mind. The mm. consciousness of being conscious to your womanhood, the essence of what makes you a woman, the opportunity and the possibility that exists within you um, is, is for me, when we talk about womb medicine, what that opportunity represents not only for yourself, but for the world and this earthly realm. And so it's important that you are conscious in how you treat your womb, how, what you expose your womb to in the instance that you, it is your desire to become a mother mm. because those things will serve you well in the instance of conception. Um, that just that moment, it's, it's, it's apparently a split second yeah. of this birth energy that happens apparently there's a light that emits when conception happens in that dark little space there mm. and so being conscious to how you use your womb for creativity even before it carries a human form mm. you, you need to be connected to it you need to understand your cycle you need to know when your cycle is off your menstrual cycle is off. You need to be present in mm. what it is that your womb is telling you because it is a literally a a a a a, a book that you can read, uh, yes. you know, by looking at certain things that are happening within your body and what your your menstrual cycle is telling you. Mm. So that in the instance that you practice even that as a ritual mm. long before you conceive you then fundamentally understand and it will be natural to you to be conscious during your pregnancy because mm. you've created a home for a soul and you want to bond with that soul and you want it to feel at home. And so you will take on the things that you need to take on and the medicine that you need to take on insofar yes. as what you are to that soul. So mm. that now when you are called to birth it, you are again conscious as to what, 
and you know there's there's a beautiful moment that happens. Um, I think I did share it with you, but I'll share it with the audience. Yes. There's a beautiful moment that happens. You know, um, we, you know, I, when we were studying, I used to think, oh my gosh, I, I'm going to miss that moment. How do you catch it? <laughs> but there's a beautiful moment that happens whilst a woman is giving birth. So you have three stages of labor. There's first, second, and third stage, which is the quickest, right? The mm-hmm. quickest, that's literally you're pushing the baby out. But in that stage, there is this moment where a woman's eyes roll back mm-hmm. as if she leaves the earthly realm for what seems like a split second mm-hmm. and comes back with what is probably the last push. Sure. And the baby is out but there's something that happens if you look at her sure. that tells you that it's literally traveling around what i define sure. the universe to go and fetch their baby yeah. because literally in that sure. moment you know the, the midwives who were training us and the jewelers would trade would say watch 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 sure. and you look literally and within a minute the baby's out. Wow. So those moments of those things are not, I want to say it is my prayer that we all experience them for the intent that the divine had for us mm. as women, yes. that we would be present in those moments and we would be present as a desire to say, I want that moment for myself when I, I leave the earthly realm. I'm still alive, but I leave the earthly realm mm-hmm. to go and fetch my baby. And then just when you have fetched your baby, how you need to feel and be from a health perspective and a wellness perspective in order to, to, to be the, the, the best and when I say best, I'm not putting pressure. Yes. The best mother you can be for, for that soul and for yourself, mm-hmm. for yourself. Um, I think for me, that's what we're talking about. It means when you say the medicine of the womb, it is a, uh, I don't think beautiful even begins to it capture it. But it is the, <laughs> It is it's so most... intensely profound for mm. me. Mm. Intensely profound in terms of all of the gifts mm. and the beauty that can come from the womb mm. in the instant that we are conscious around what it, what it actually means, mm. you know, from an anatomy perspective, a physicality perspective, a spiritual perspective, mm. emotional, mental all of these things, what it actually means. And maybe that this, I think, is kind of the essence of the message of why postpartum, if you understand that, Mm. why postpartum is a must for you. You are worthy, you are completely worthy. And postpartum is literally the the gift back to you insofar mm-hmm. as what you would have done, what you would have achieved, what you would have, you know, uh, uh, you know, experienced. It is a gift back to yourself yes. um, for, for all that you went through. Mm. Wow. This was, that was so deeply enriching. <laughs> Thank mm. you so much for sharing. 
Um, so we've been speaking for close to two hours now and possibly we should draw to, to concluding our conversation. However, I have just a few more questions that we could mm -hmm. wrap up with. Um, sure, no problem. Yes, like, yeah, just a few moments ago, you spoke about how postpartum is a thing that we are deserving and that we are worthy of. And we've mm. spoken quite a bit about postpartum and I'd like for us to just share what, what is postpartum when we say it is a thing that a woman is deserving and worthy of, exactly what are we talking about? Are we talking about the rest period? Um, yeah. So we're talking literally about a full and holistic healing and recovery period for a mother after she has given birth. Mm. And that healing and recovery period is made up of things that speak to restoration. So for, for the context of that restoration, we need the nourishment of the new mother. Mm. And that speaks to specific foods that we would be concentrating to ensure that she includes in her plan. We're speaking to the support that a mother requires. And this is a very important thing, I think, for all audiences to understand um, mm. outside of women and, and mothers, but mm. partners, families need to understand that a new mother requires support and support that speaks to ensuring that she is in the most prime position to recover for recover herself and also look after the new baby. Then you're speaking to rest, rest being the sleep aspect, which I often very which are often very difficult to achieve because there's there is an element of sleep deprivation in in, in motherhood or first mm. couple of days or months. So what what mechanisms are we giving to ensure that she's resting? She's not walking around around too much she mm -hmm. gently takes you know small steps to you know get herself back to some physical recovery we're talking to retreat as i mentioned earlier when we're talking about a postpartum period it is a retreat and it is made up of a confinement mm -hmm. so confining the mother um indoors um ideally um mm -hmm. ideally a mother shouldn't leave her a home for the first 40 days mm. unless obviously there is something material that no one else can can do besides her yeah. um so we're talking to that um you know that's that that retreat that she would create as part or would be helped to create to create a confinement and then create an environment that would help her to recover because mm. all we are concentrating on here in these first 40 days is the full recovery of a mother mm -hmm. because we recognize that the fourth trimester which is the first three months after birth can take a very uh, heavy toll on a mother from the perspective of what we understand mm -hmm. the baby needs during that time the baby 
is is new in the world and is also navigating itself in the world and so those things manifest in different ways mm. babies who are colleague babies who are um, you know just a little bit more difficult than what would be regarded as a peaceful baby mm. so all of those things a mother you cannot you cannot precision it you know you cannot say on this day the baby so you count it in days that's why it's counted in days 40 yes, days because the 40 days. Mm. yes because there's things that happen between day one and day seven in so far as how you begin to feel and in so far as what the baby also the changes that happen within the baby mm-hmm. um, most babies for example the first two weeks are amazing they are wow. angels they are sleeping all the time you think, <laughs> oh my gosh i have the best baby in the world then day 15 comes wow as though by <laughs> clockwork <laughs> it's you know we used to laugh about it with with you know when you speak to um you know women who have been through it you literally fear the sun setting because you know your life is about to show you (laughs) um (laughs) you know so so babies change and Mm. babies begin to adapt to the environment in ways that are not perfect and are they take a toll a mother Mm. So in the instant that she is not recovered, in the instance that she's not retreating, in the instance that she's not resting, in the instant that she's not eating well, she will have difficulty navigating those difficult uh, uh, adjustments that a baby would be going through. Mm. Um, so it speaks to, that's what we speak to when we say postpartum period. We're speaking about a period, which is said, the three months in totality, mm. it can be longer, but for the purposes of this conversation, we're using three months. And within that three months is a 40 day period, which is an open window to pour as much as possible into the mother to help her body recover, her psychology recover to, to ensure that she can, 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 can persevere, mm. if I can call it that. Yeah. And more, of course, as I mentioned, we're also speaking to ensuring that she does not later on become depleted yes. nutritionally, hormonally, and emotionally in the instance of a lack of a intentional postpartum recovery period, because mm-hmm. that can stay with her for as, sorry, as long as 10 years in some instances um, mm-hmm. and can lead to um, ailments later on in life. Um, you know cancers just illnesses that could have otherwise been avoided wow. if we're just taken 40 days wow. to restore her life 40 days you know? to save a whole lifetime you know for a woman. so it's that's mm. all it is it's 40 yeah. days literally so this is, mm. yeah it's what we're speaking to when we speak about postpartum yeah this is quite interesting for me because like growing up as I have engaged, we have engaged information on like around childbirth, around motherhood, the emphasis has mostly been on the baby and very little emphasis or focus or attention has been given to the experience of the mother and and what she might need 
And yeah, like, I mean, for me, I only encountered this as I began like doing my own research around um, postpartum and being a doula, I was like, whoa, there actually is a mother as well, you know? Um, A mother mother is born as well when the baby is born. Doesn't Mm. matter how many times you, you have had children, you are born each time. Mm. you you have you 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 know give birth to a child mm. and and what does that what does that mean how how can we how can we honor that the fact that it's not only a baby who's being born but a mother too is born so you know Tumelo, it's also i think it, you know going back to i think parts of the conversation much earlier Mm-hmm. what we give voice to what I was saying is that there's never been a time where motherhood has been given so much voice mm-hmm. the, the number of mothers that have gone have become doulas themselves I'm one of them mm-hmm. if you look at it just worldwide there is this mushrooming of doulas there's this mushrooming of postpartum care mm-hmm. there is bringing voice to women's mother's rights during birth um and 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 all of these things that were initially uh you know not spoken about mm-hmm. and so what first i think to answer your question what can we do to honor i think first us as well not belittling the act of motherhood you know yes. not belittling the probably the most important thing if you if you if you do become a mother that you will ever do it is we literally (laughs) give birth to nations like this world wouldn't have human beings if we were not giving birth like (laughs) the most single most it is you know most single most important thing that you will possibly ever do Mm. now Wow. If we don't honor that, firstly, as mothers, if we, and I'm using the example, I'm not criticizing um, women who choose to bounce back two weeks after giving birth and, you know, they are looking like they have no milk stains, their hair is perfect, mm-hmm. they're, uh, they, you know, then, they, you know, I, I, I applaud them, but the, 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 the trueness is that there's no such a thing. And I'm not mm. saying mothers must look tacky and unkept, but that's mm. the reality. That's what it looks like. That's what it, that's that. I don't want women to go into it shocked because they've seen on Instagram, the perfection that is postpartum, you know, mm. women and mothers looking perfect. It's not like that, that those are, are curated. So how do we is we as women and those who have become mothers to give more voice and honesty to what it is that is 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 a beautiful thing there should be no shaming when you diluted by you know giving it the impression that it is a you know a, a, a picture perfect moment then you are you are really disadvantaging uh, a lot of women who may now feel inadequate Mm-hmm. and they see what is not a true reflection or you're going to give them actually birth trauma even mm-hmm. because in their minds there's going to be this perfect thing and they are just going to bond with their baby immediately mm-hmm. some women don't bond with their babies for literally two weeks and that's okay 
Mm-hmm. You know, those, those are things. So, so how do we honor it? We need to have more conversations, more honest conversations. And in that way, build villages mm-hmm. of support, not just as mothers, but partners. You know, they also need to be brought into the realm partners, husbands, and the role they play in helping because often they are left out. And that's another conversation altogether. Yeah. They are left out. They are left feeling inadequate. Um, and they, they then, then we say they are not supportive mm-hmm. when we have not equipped them on how to be supportive and what role they can play during postpartum. And mm-hmm. we can begin to honor it by just being conscious um, of, of all the things that make up motherhood, the birthing of a mother. If we are mm. just conscious of all the attributing factors that will realize a mother, the birthing of a mother, then I think, Dumela, we would have done and covered a lot more. Yeah. Lastly, I think to answer your question in beginning, I, it is my prayer that the doulas that have begun to mushroom, I mean, it's happening. They're speaking. We are, we are doing it as all mama. Mm-hmm. And, you know, give, you know, we're giving content, we're sharing content. And, and that makes me so happy because it then assures that there is a record that our daughters can Indeed. refer to when, mm-hmm. we, when we are not here because that's what two or three generations has, unfortunately. And so we are recreating content. Um, it is it is my prayer that we would begin to write and document yes, uh, a lot write. more, mm. specifically from the African voice of, you know, when we're talking, for example, about the foods, mm. there must be foods that are relatable. I mean, there's a whole Asian regime around the foods that, you know, mothers should have during um, postpartum. And we need to bring a lot more voice and tangibility to what that looks like in the African context and not and not shame our foods you yes. know there's just this this the sad thing that has happened around the shaming of our African foods being associated to poverty mm. when in most instances they have the most nutrients that you can find yes. um, in any part of the world so that and I'm giving examples things that we now need to bring to the fore and of course sharing information mm-hmm. letting people know educating uh women on on um, and mothers on the role and the purpose and the value a doula can play in their lives mm-hmm. um you literally just for all intents and purposes buying a friend that has been through what you've been through mm-hmm. and is there to tell you you can do it yes. you can do it so that's how we we honor it in in my view it's yes. it's really bringing ourselves back to our truths bringing ourselves back to what has been there but we just by 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 i guess displacement the way that we live the things that have happened to us you know from a country perspective i'm speaking from a south african perspective we talk about all of the things that are lost we talk about economy we talk about traditions mm. and motherhood traditions is one of those that unfortunately got lost in that displacement and really it's just about bringing it back and honoring it and giving voice to it as well 
Amen. <laughs> Those are very powerful words. Thank you so much. Um, I just want to check with you because there were two, one and a half other themes that we wanted to explore. Um, mm -hmm. And I just want to check with you if we can still do that, given, mm -hmm. yeah, given our time. Is that okay for you? Yes, we can. Okay. Um, so you have, you have been speaking about the 40 days, right? And mm -hmm. in, in, in our check-in call, you had spoken about how these 40 days are considered to be an open grave. Um, mm. Yeah, so I was hoping you, you could speak to that in terms of like, why, why do we say these 40 days are an open grave for a new mother? So they, they refer to in a lot of parts of, of, um, of India and, you know, um, Asian culture, they refer to as an open grave because it is considered a vulnerable period for a mother. So physically, for example, um, you know, call it the first two weeks, she's physically vulnerable because her womb has not contracted back. Mm. Uh, to its its previous uh, form, and that is a medical vulnerability because you need the womb to contract back. Because in the instance that it doesn't contract back, it does pose uh, medical risk like postpartum bridge infections and 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 other things that you know would just be a real 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 um, trauma for a mom a new mom. So. With, that's the vulnerability we speak to, an open grave. Mm -hmm. And then we also speak to an energy that we need to protect the mom from, and energies that we need to protect the mom from. You know, energies insofar as the environment that mm -hmm. she is confined to and the exposure of other people during that time. Because... We all carry energies. Yes. So it's not just the risk of the, you know, if I can use the word, the, the exposure risk to a newborn baby. The reason why we are concerned about a newborn baby being exposed to different energies is because we understand that a, baby's, a baby is not fully developed from an immune system perspective. So the baby can catch anything mm -hmm. and that would not enable it to, to possibly fight without a medical intervention. So that's mm -hmm. what we, we're concerned about there. But equally, we are also concerned about the mother being exposed to any energy that would seek to bring negativity to her emotional well-being, her spiritual well-being, and her physical well-being in the instance people around her do not protect her mm -hmm. from that. Now, in the instance that she's not protected, as an example, she's not supported, she's not nurtured, she's not nourished, open grave can also refer mm. to uh, the possibility of postpartum depression. And we know just from the connotation of depression that that is a very dark and an unwanted um, space, particularly for a mother. Mm. So, 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 so there's a, the connotation open grave, you can imagine, is literally, if you imagine it, literally somebody falling into a deep hole yeah. that they might not be able to come out of. Now, 
in an open grave context of a mother, if she falls into an open grave of not being nourished and eating the right things, she falls into, she has the possibility of falling into a nutritional lack for Mm. a longer period than necessary. Mm. And that just accumulates into many things over time. So Mm. that's what we essentially mean is to say, we need to protect the mother from falling into a figurative hole Mm. that she might not be able to come out of. Mm. So it speaks to a vulnerability that- A vulnerability. Yeah, if not well nurtured or nourished, she could tip to, to, to the other side. Correct. Into, yeah, Correct. into this hole. Wow. Correct. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. This has been <laughs> <laughs> deeply shifting for me. I'm like just sitting here and basking in this, in this wisdom and feeling intensely privileged um, to be having this conversation and to be sitting in your company. Um, yeah, mm. and, and and I look forward to <laughs> um, to hearing the reactions and the thoughts of our audience around yes. around what you have shared, you know, and to having us also grow the conversation to to grow this mm. bubble of women who mm. are womb conscious. And that's it for our episode today. Join us again in the next episode with Mona Lisa as we will be concluding this three-part mini-series with a deep exploration on healing your womb after a miscarriage or abortion. And now that you have had a chance to listen to this episode, I invite you to just briefly reflect on what came up for you as you listened to this episode. What were some of your thoughts as you listened? What ideas did you have coming up? And what are some of the insights or highlights you might have had while listening to this episode? And please feel free to connect with me on Instagram to share some of your thoughts and reflections for this episode or email me via my website, dimelomarere.com. And quite specifically, what new decisions or actions will you be taking as a result of what you heard here today? In what ways are you now willing or are prepared to transform your life? Again, please feel free to connect with me on Instagram or via email on my website. And in closing, if this conversation has been of value for you, please share this with a friend or with all the women in your life who you know absolutely need it. For more of my work, please do check out my website at dimelomarero.com. And while you're there, please also join my mailing list for updates and news on my healing offers and programs. Until next time, until the next episode, I am your host, Dimelo Marero. Bye.